to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer a heretic. I'm your host, Matthew J. DiStefano, and for the next hour, I'll be your Sherpa to nowhere in particular. Nowhere in particular. What's good, everyone? Uh, it is time for another episode of your seventeenth favorite podcast. Um, I have a, I have a good one. I'm not gonna lie. The other ones, I said that, I said that on the other ones, but this one, this is the one. Uh, I'm gonna be joined by a very special guest that you are gonna want to pay attention to. Um, she's gonna be doing some big things coming up. Her name is December Rose. And I have got her links all in the show notes. So check out her uh, social media. Check out that YouTube video that I am linking to because it is straight fire. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into her book that is coming out and some big things that she is doing. So um, yeah, I'm excited to get into this conversation uh, with her and, and to uh, to bring bring that to you all. All y'all listening, and I am I'm rubbing my arm right now because I got I got my COVID vaccine. So I am doing my part, ladies and gentlemen. I'm doing my part for you beautiful people. How did you get it, Matt? Uh well, I do social work, so I made the joke the other day that social work doesn't pay, but it pays. <laughs> it pays in this instance. Um, so uh, feeling pretty good. My wife got her second uh installment. She's an RN, so she got the second, the the two point and uh, it kind of kicked her ass for one day, but now she's back uh, speaking fluent Russian. Um, our our Wi-Fi signal at the house is fantastic, 5G like you've never seen before, and uh, so we're just happy about that. Um, <laughs> all my conspiracy theorist friends just left. They just they just clicked stop and unsubscribed. Um, <laughs> well, uh, what what do we got? Oh, I got to mention before. Um, before we get into it, two announcements here. What is the date? God damn it, Matt. Be prepared for the show. Um, so this is out on the 18th, yes. So in two days, ladies and gentlemen, in two days, only two days, the Bonfire Sessions Winter comes out. It's going to be 99 cents on Kindle, uh, worth every penny, to, co- to quote Keith Giles. Um, you're going to want to go to allsetfree.com, go to my books, and it'll be there, or go to thebonfiresessions.net. And follow the link to the books on Amazon and pick it up on Kindle. Let's get uh, the all of them have been um, top new releases or bestsellers in their category on Amazon, and we'd like to do that with the fourth installment. So uh, please do that. And also, if you want to support the show, if you've been helped in any way by this show or by the other work that I do um, in liberating people from sacrificial religion, in doing my part for affirming the LGBTQ community. Uh, systemic racism, all the shit that I'm passionate about and trying to uh, trying to change. If you believe in what I'm doing, head on over to patreon.com slash mjdistefano. As always, again, the link is in the show notes. Just like the link for December Rose. So without further ado, we are going to give her a call and we are going to have a fantastic conversation with her.
Hey, this is December Rose. How you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for giving me uh, a little bit of your morning here. All right. Well, I'm excited uh, to be talking to you. Um, got a new book coming out, or that's out. <laughs> so I'm excited about that, called The Church Can Go to Hail. And uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm getting all kinds of feedback about it. And so I'm excited to talk to you about it. Yeah, let's um let's talk about that uh because it's it's certainly a provocative title and I imagine when you say you're getting some feedback I I'm guessing um based on my experience that uh some of it's going to be positive but some of it's going to be negative. Exactly. So it has not been positive. Um <clears throat> there's people trying to send me to hell and <laughs> they're calling themselves open rebuking me whatever that means, but um for the most part I've had Pretty good positive feedback. People saying, you know, that uh, the, the best thing that I love that people are saying is they have to finish it in one setting. So that's exciting. You know. Yeah. 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 It's very um, I, I did a brief read through it and I'm going to read it um, uh, at a slower pace. But it does seem like one of those things where you, you and this is a great thing. Uh, it's almost as if I'm sitting there having a conversation with you. Like a lengthy conversation about where you've been, why you're saying what you're saying. And I think that's a really smart um, a voice to have in, in a book like this. Yes, definitely. I I wanted to, um, well, when I first started writing uh, the book, I was coming from a very, well, I, what, how I want to put this, I was coming from a very instructional, like almost like a sermon. Um, approach to it and I couldn't I kept getting writer's block if that's what we want to call it anyway I couldn't I couldn't get in a flow I couldn't get in a rhythm to write and it was very um it was very heavy on me as far as I felt almost like I was needing to turn in an assignment you know what I'm saying versus uh writing a book I felt like I was trying to turn in a dissertation or something like that and so I scrapped the whole first manuscript just scrapped the whole thing and really, it was um, what prompted me is um, Keith Giles, who, you know, um, is also is with the choir family with you. Um, he had a training and he had posted one day. He said that he was writing. He had finished writing so many chapters and he was on his next book. And I said, I was like, how are you turning out all these books? Like this? Right. <laughs> I was like, I need some help, Keith. Help a sister out. And he inboxed me. Um, he inboxed me a, a, a training that he had done and a course and he gave it to me for free, which is a paid course, but he gave me the whole first uh, part of this course for free. And he said, if you want to continue, you know, just let me know, but you know, start here. And I did. And there was something in there that he had where he said, a writer's right. So if you're not writing, you're not a writer. And I was like, well, damn, tell me how you really feel. You know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't, I was writing every now and then, and I was, you know what I'm saying? And I was getting stuck. And there was this something, um, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said, but it's like, you just, just write and don't try to edit while you're writing and, and all this. It has to be something that, you know, you're passionate about. And I realized um, that I was not passionate about what I was writing. Now the book was called The Church Go to Hell, but I wasn't passionate about what I was writing and the approach that I was taking to it. So I scrapped the whole thing and started over. And then I realized, you know what? I can't tell. I was trying to 
tell this story without telling my story because my story is all dirty, nasty, and I ain't want people all up in my business, in my closet, looking all up in my skeletons and stuff. So I was trying to tell the story about why I believe the church can go to hell without telling why, mm. why I, how I got there. And so when I decided that I would be honest with myself about where I've been, where I'm at, and where I'm going, and that I would let the world see, um, see that whole entire process from beginning to finish and how I came to such a place to have a thought that the church can go to hell and put it in a book. That's when I got into a, a rhythm and a flow. And I, people might say that it's not of God, but it was certainly the flow of the anointing in my life because I prayed every day while I was writing this book, um, where I got into a flow of where I could write this book and spill out of my spirit how I came to this conclusion. It ha- I, I couldn't tell the story without telling my story. And that was part of it. Yeah. I, 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 I'm glad that you took that route because without that context, the church can go to hell. Um, it's going to turn a lot of people off and, and look, it still probably is, but if they actually take the time to read it and go, Oh, this is who this author is. This is what she went through. Then they can say, oh, this is why they're saying what they're saying. And, and I get that. I understand that. I resonate with that. And But it's also the scary part about being a writer. How vulnerable are you going to be? How much How much are you going to show the world? And, uh, you know, if it's a scary thing, you know, as a fellow writer. It's a scary thing to get real personal, but I think it makes the best writing. Yeah, it is scary. It is scary. As a matter of fact, while I was writing um, some of it, I was like, do you really want to tell them that? You know, because the um the whole world is about to know all your business. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. And there's some things you don't want people to know about you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I, I I didn't, you know, do I really want people knowing that I got pregnant while I was pastoring and I wasn't married? Do I want people to know um that I had a relationship with a woman for about five months? Do I do I really you know what I'm saying? And I had to go, um I had to forgive myself. I had to learn to forgive myself why I was writing this book. Um, because if I had not, then I wouldn't be able to tell the story freely. And I and I had to do that so people could get this, know that you can be, quote, saved, if that's the thing. You can be saved and go through this. You can believe in Christ and go through this. You can call yourself a Christian and go through this. You could be a person of faith and go through this. And you need to learn to forgive yourself because God has forgiven you. So I had to stop. You know, I really I really wrote myself into a place um, of deliverance myself to be able to be able to uh, to be able to help other people get delivered. You know, I I had to do that um, because I couldn't condemn myself and tell this story. And I couldn't tell the story unless I stopped condemning myself. Does right. that make sense? No, totally. It's it's amazing how writing can can be therapeutic in a way, and it's and it's not until we start the process where we realize that maybe we've been holding on to this um, our grudges against ourselves, judgment against ourselves, and and, and it's amazing that you see. Um, Kind of, I think the logic, the same logic I would see that we are first forgiven and then that opens up 
an ability to forgive ourselves and then others because it's almost we we have this figure Jesus in the Christian world who we can we can follow and and we can actually be like hey that's that's my model that's how I want to do it and and then it starts at home it starts with ourselves mm-hmm. and I just think it's so cool that that you took the chance on yourself to write this book and then and then that almost opened up this possibility for you to to look back on things that you hadn't yet forgiven yourself for and were able to do that. And you know what? Um, When you you said something significant just now, you said to stop holding a grudge against yourself. You know what? And while I was, I scrapped the first manuscript and started over. I mean, I scrapped the whole entire thing and I, I was, I was a good ways into it, but I realized this is not what God wants me to do with this book. This book is not really for the church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's for it's for the bride, but it's not really for the church. Did you you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. And um, that first book that I was writing was for the church. Like I was trying to uh, have something to prove about why the church can go to hell. And then the guy was like, that ain't it. You need to tell your story. And I couldn't tell it because I wasn't delivered enough to tell it. And I was ashamed of myself. You know what I'm saying? And when you yeah. said um, you got to stop holding a grudge against yourself. When I when I so that's what happened when I say I wrote my way into deliverance I wrote my way out of bondage through while, while I was writing this book because every uh, everything that I confessed about me in this book I had to forgive myself God had already forgiven me okay but I had I was holding a grudge against me why did you do that how could you do that how are you gonna call yourself a Christian and do that you know what I'm saying. And I realized yeah. I'm 40 now. I went. I, I, I where the the narrative of the book starts when I around the time I was 14 or so, and um, I realized while I was writing this book that I still had not forgiven myself for a lot of the things that I had done and had went through, and I was holding a grudge against myself. And until um, and I couldn't. <laughs> every time I got to a place where it was one of those really hard truths. Like when I'm talking about how I got pregnant while I was pastoring and I was mm-hmm. not married and um, how I briefly thought about abortion for a moment. And I, and I talk about how I was preaching and I was depressed and I was in a sunken place and how pastors preach in a sunken place. And that's how you see all these pastors committing suicide because we need to pull over. We need, I, I say in the book, there's a part where I say in the book, it's not a scandal if you pull over and change a flat tire, but for some reason, a pastor stepping down out of the pulpit for mental health is a scandal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. I don't pull over and if my tire blow out and I don't pull over and change the tire, I'm going to mess up all the rest. Of, not only am I going to, I could hurt myself. I'm going to mess up all the rest of the tires and I'm yeah. going to damage the vehicle eventually if I just keep on driving and people of faith, we do that. A tire blows out. We go through a crisis, okay? We go through a, a traumatic event. We have something happen that shakes us to the core and really shakes our faith. And instead of us pulling over, okay, and taking time to deal with that, we want to be super saints, okay? And then when we break apart and fall apart and fall to pieces, now it's a scandal. Now you should have pulled over when you had one flat tire. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, and it should be okay. It should be okay to do that in the church. Yeah. We are we are such a culture of fine. We put on this. It's like this whitewashed thing. We we smile. We say we're okay, and it's not okay in it's the church okay. to to not be okay. And it needs to change. It, well, you, that's a whole sermon you preach right there. It's not okay 
to not be okay in the church. And the church should be the very place where it's okay not to be okay. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It should be the place. What Jesus said, the people who are healed don't need the physician. You know, we... We, 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 it's, it's this crazy twisted mindset in the church. The same people who will act like everything's okay at church, who will put on their smiles with their makeup. Okay. And put on their faces with their suits. Okay. Uh, these same people, um, that are faking the funk in the church don't mind going to the hospital if they chest start cramping up. Or if they get an infection or if they break a bone and they don't see the irony in knowing that I'm going over here because I'm broken and it's somebody over here that can help me. But for some reason, when I show up at the church, I got to show up completely healed, whole and everything working and everything's okay. That's not how that's supposed to work. And I, I ain't saying that everybody got to show up and, and not be okay, but it should be all right for me to not be all right. Yeah, no, I, even if you're the pastor. And, and 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 I think especially we we all we espe- yeah especially maybe so how how long did you pastor for? I started pastoring. Um, I founded a church called the Restoration Center when I was I want to say twenty seven, twenty eight, and then I I I took a break. I sat down really from that because I was going through something with my husband, and and no one made me sit. And I just sat down and the church didn't really want me to sit down, but this was one of those times where I had to sit down because I was about to have a nervous breakdown. And I sat down for a while, um, not for a long while, but for a while. And then I went back to pastoring and in my early thirties. Uh, I was, but all during this time I've been doing ministry, doing conferences, doing, you know, so I never just totally sat down, but I started pastoring um, the rock worship center in 20, I started ministering there as an associate pastor in 2015. And in 2016, I became the senior pastor. And in 2020, um, I stepped down out of the pulpit, December 6, 2020. And the Lord wow. released me from that. So recently, like real recent. Oh, yeah. Last month. Last wow. month. Wow. Wow. And how, how, has, how has things changed for you in this last month? I'm going to tell you right now. Um. I'm closer to God now, right now, than I ever was while I was pastoring. Because mm. because I felt like I had to perform and I no longer have to do that now. I don't have to perform. If I'm not okay, I'm going to say I'm not okay. If I need a break, I'm going to take a break. If I'm angry, I'm going to tell you I'm angry. If you tick me off, I'm going to tell you you tick me off and I don't have to, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be ratchet with it, but I might not be, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I can be real with who I am. You know what I'm saying? And this probably, um, before I started pastoring, I was being what people thought that I should be, or I, what I thought I should be. When I started pastoring, I was being what the church thought I should be. And at this place in my life, I turned 40. I released the book when I was 40. I turned 40 on December the 19th. I, I just now know who I am mm. in God. And I had to, um, I, I tell uh, folks that, you know, about the book. I, when, I, when I made the announcement about the book, I made the announcement about the book, I want to say on October uh, the 8th. I had not had, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't have a whole complete chapter written when I announced that I was going to release the book on December 19th. I did, but I put it out there and I opened it up for pre-orders because I knew that if I didn't put a demand on this book, 
I wouldn't write it. Yeah. And I needed something outside of me to put a demand on it. So when people start uh, ordering it and money start getting involved and I had to, I had to, I had to, I had to fulfill this, you know, vision. I had to do it because yeah. I had to put my, now my word is out there. But one of the hardest, one of the hardest things about writing this book was exposing myself to the whole world, to the whole world. And that's so hard to do, especially as a believer, because we get, we get, we get brainwashed into, into, uh, believing that everything has to be perfect and that <laughs> and and that everything has to be okay and everything has to be in its place. And, and and that's a lie that we've been telling ourselves for so long. We need to be delivered from that lie. Yeah. Yeah. We need we need to be okay with the messiness that is spirituality. I like that. <laughs> yeah. We need to be okay with the messiness that is spirituality. Yeah. 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 yeah so in addition to writing, you also do uh, some music things, right? I do spoken word and um, I'm excited about that. I have a project that I'm working on um, that I intend to put out uh, either late spring, early summer um, called Revelation. And um, the first track was uh, The Church Can Go to Hell, which I wrote and dropped uh, a day before the book was released. And so I'm excited about that. That's another thing, too. I hadn't I hadn't done any I hadn't written any new um, really new material in a while. And that's another thing, stepping away from the pulpit and all this, um, helped to free me up create creatively, you know, cause I felt restricted, um, in the pulpit. I really did. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, uh, Ralph Palendo of choir sent me that and I listened to it and I was just like, oh my <laughs> goodness, this, whoa, wow. This, uh, <laughs> this, this for one, I, I mean, it's right up my alley, but for two, I was like, damn, some people are going to be upset about this. <laughs> they're going to be mad, but they can get mad and stay mad. Look, they can get a cape and be super mad because this is where I'm at right now. <laughs> no, it was, I mean, it was like the realest shit I heard in, in a long time. I was like, oh my goodness, this is this is quality. This is what people need to hear. This is the stuff that we don't want to hear, but we have to hear it. Listen, people, people... <sighs> I've had people say, well, I, I I understand the message, but why do you have to be cussing? And I'm like, that's how I was feeling. So you want me to clean it up so it can make you comfortable. But I, I'm uncomfortable. I'm pissed yeah. off. I'm angry. You want me to clean it up so you could be comfortable to consume how I'm feeling right now. You don't have to consume it. This is a plate you ain't got to eat from and a cup you ain't got to drink from. Turn the channel. Mm. That's right. That's you, right. ain't got to, you ain't got to do it, huh? <laughs> I'm just how I feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I feel I, I get the same thing too because you know I, I I cuss and and it's how I feel and and people don't like it, but it's it's one of those things where it's like there is so much content out there. Look, people are gonna be mad even if I say it in the nicest way ever. People are gonna be mad if they don't agree with the theology. People are gonna be, I mean, but that's 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 on you, like. You like you just said, you do not have to be here. It's okay. I and, and I don't say that as a like as a snarky slight against them. It's like, no, it's go in peace. Like, do your thing. I'm gonna do mine. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to do it. You know, and the thing is people want you to. What I'm finding out is that <clears throat> people want to ingest and consume 
the version of you that they are comfortable with. Yep. You know, that's what they yep. want. Yep. You want me on your terms. I've done that for I've done that for 40 years. I'm gonna be me on my terms right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I don't I, if and I, I said this in one of my other posts that if we, if I was for you in a previous season, but I'm not for you now, we could both be okay with that. It doesn't have to be any beef. It's okay. Right. Yeah. I was I yeah. called myself a Christian in a previous season, and this Christian, I will not wear that label because it doesn't apply to me right now. I'm a believer in Christ and I believe there's a difference. Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a big difference. And um I I for one I don't use the term Christian at all. I understand if people do. I you know, I understand people who, who aren't gonna let other people take that label from them or that identity from them. But for me, like it just it has no bearing on it on, on my life anymore. Mm mm. somebody posted um Something the other, and I love and respect this person. So this is not anything against them. Um, but they were saying, basically, the gist of the post was, you there's fools, uh, there's fools that operate in every kind of thing. You don't throw away McDonald's because basically they were saying you only gonna throw away McDonald's because the ice cream machine is broken at one of them or something. You know, and he used that analogy. Now I love and respect this person, so nothing against him. But my whole thing is this: Jesus didn't call himself a Christian. What I don't need to call myself one. He also didn't call his followers Christians. That actually was a derisive term that non-followers gave people who followed him. Now we want to own it and 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 make somebody. I'm not. Look, I'm done with that label. Okay, I don't need that. Now, if you need to um, call yourself a Christian to set yourself even further apart than the grace of God has already set you apart, then you do that if that's what you think you need to do. I'm in a relationship with Christ. He knows my name. That's sufficient. I don't need to identify with Christ. I don't need to identify with Christians because some of them I can't identify with. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I'm, I I know people are going to resonate with that. Um, so you mentioned that your book is out. However, I don't know if you want to take the opportunity to announce uh, some other news with regards to the book or, uh, well, I guess I kind of yeah. put you on, I guess I kind of put you on the spot to do that. Yeah, but. well, because I look, because I, I did a self published release, um, because I put it out there that I was going to release the book on October. Um, so I, I put it out in October that I was going to release the book December 19th. So I had to fulfill that word. But in the meantime, I have been informed <laughs> that I will be, I have been accepted and, and definitely accepting the invitation to the choir publishing family. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, that I'll be joining the choir family, and so it will be re-released through choir. I'm I'm imagining soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. We don't have a time frame or anything, but I was I was uh, stoked to be um you know the one who told you and and yes. choir is um I, I've said this before on this show. I've said it on other shows. Um, I I have never made a better decision for myself and for my writing uh, career and all that than joining choir. And I don't know what it was about them, but just something about them that was just like, all right, this is legit. Because I, I published my first book with Whippenstock, which has been around forever. I have nothing but love for them, but they're a major publishing company. And when I went with choir, it was like super small startup. And it was like, but something 
in my spirit, if you want to use that language, was like, go with these guys and uh, super glad that I have. And I, I would be shocked if you didn't have the same experience. I, look, I, I am already, I ain't even in the dough yet. Good. But I'm... <laughs> But I already feel good about it. You ever been ready to go somewhere and you ain't got in there yet, but you feel good about where you headed. And I'm um, so I'm like you, something in the spirit. This is the this is the tent. This is the hut that I need to be up under. This is the village of voices yeah. um, that I want to be heard among and, and recognized with, if that makes sense. This is this is my village. And I'm so excited about it. And I haven't even met everybody in the village, but I'm excited about being a part of it because I've looked at this, your books. I've looked at Keith. I've looked at some of the other folks and, um, and I said, you know what, this is, this is my, these my people. And this, I would say in my culture, these my people, you know what I'm saying? These are good people. And so this, this is my tribe right here. And I'm excited about that. Yeah. Well, you're not, you're not going to find many publishing companies that are going to publish a book called the church can go to hell. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're like, nah, uh, uh-uh, uh, nope. Yeah, you know, I try, that yeah, I try to pitch that to most Christian publishers. I, 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 they might, they might be trying to exercise you real quick. <laughs> right, quick, okay. Uh, but I shall not be exercised. This is the Holy Spirit, <laughs> and that you know, this is um, uh, this is I call this the uncommon gospel. And um, the reason why I call it that is because it's not meant to, it's not meant, a lot of the sermons and stuff we hear in church are for people who are in church already. Mm-hmm. Um, there is for uh, folks who have been in church, we ain't got no, ain't got no plans to leave the church and already know about God. Most of the sermons that we hear I'm 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 here to reach those who are reaching for God, but they have no desire to come through the church to get to Him. And there's so many out there who are in that place where they're just like, if I got to come through that, I ain't coming at all. Yeah, no, that's a good. I think um, I know this sounds harsh, but I think a lot of a lot of church folks they just want to go and hear what they already believe. They just want to be affirmed in what they already believe. They just want to, they, they want to have some confirmation about their theology, about whatever. But what you're doing is, is you're getting the folks that maybe they don't know what they believe. Maybe they're searching, maybe they're okay with that. And then they're going to find, they're going to find some, a good meal there. They're not just going to find scraps. They're going to find a good meal in what you're doing. Right, right. And another place where I, where I get that term uncommon, like you said, most people just want to hear what they already know. They want to be affirmed in what they already know. They get in an echo chamber of people who believe like they believe, and they all talk to each other the same kind of way. And then when you come in, they want you to assimilate. Okay? Right. You, you either got to assimilate or you're going to be, you, they'll let you in the door, but they won't let you in the body. You know? Right. And so I get um, <clears throat> that uncommon thing in uh, in Acts chapter 10. Um, there's a story about Peter in the scriptures where he has a vision. And um, God want him to go minister to Cornelius. And um, apparently he's feeling some kind of way about this particular assignment. Because the Lord gives him a vision 
And uh, and you may know this this scriptures in in, in um, Acts chapter ten um, nine through if you well just read Acts chapter ten whole it'll, that way you get the whole thing. But the Lord gives him a vision, and it's a large sheet that is let down from heaven by its corners, and there's all kind of animals in this sheet. And the voice of the Lord says, "Get up, Peter, kill and eat." And he says. Surely not, Lord. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. And the voice speaks to him a second time and says, don't call anything impure that God has made clean. In another translation, it says, don't call anything common Mm. um, that God has uh, blessed. I'm looking for the exact translation of it where he says, God says, "Don't, don't don't call it common. And so that's why I call it the uncommon um, gospel, because the the church will will the church has the world on and and, people, and believers in tears on them over there and us and us. There's so much classism and all kind of other isms, you know what I'm saying, in the church. And and God said to Peter, um, don't don't call anything common, don't call anything common that I have cleansed. And this is the issue in the church where, where the church has made, has called the believers common that God has. They want to call the pro, the prostitute common. They want to call the drug dealer common. They want to call, um, you know, the, the single mother common. They would, And as much as they talk about the grace of God, they really don't believe in it for real. They really don't. What they believe in is behavior modification mm. and self-righteousness. And if you do not modify your behavior and meet these particular standards, you not you you shouldn't be calling yourself a Christian and you're not saved. That's what they really believe in. But see, there is no such kind of requirements that I read in this gospel. This is not a 12-step program. This is not a um submit your application and all credit applications are accepted. Car dealership. You know what I'm saying? Uh, where you and they got good, they got good, clever marketing, but they say all applications are accepted, but not all applications. Once you get in there, you find out they are accepted, but not all applications are approved. In other words, these churches have these doors open and everybody could come in, but they don't receive everybody. Right. They don't. And if they did, people would not leave out hurt, broken, damaged, wounded. Talking about they ain't never coming back. And that's why I don't go to church. Yeah, and for that they can go to they can go to hell. <laughs> they look the church can go to hell. Look, <laughs> no, I, I, mean, I, 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 I know you do. I, I, I read the book. I, I know you mean it. I listened. To the, I listened to the track. I, you mean it. That's for sure. Um, so be, before we we leave, um, I know you're gonna have like a choir site and all that's gonna be set up. But for now, can people get the book on Amazon? And do you have a website that people can connect and tell? Uh, we'll of course link in the show notes. But uh, tell tell my listeners where they can get in touch with you. Right now, the best place to get in touch with me is on Facebook at December Rose. And that's D-E-S-I-M-B-E-R-R-O-S-E or at Uncommon Gospel on um, Facebook right now. I do have some things I'm building. But like I said, when, when I got the announcement about choir, I just put everything on a halt so I could <laughs> make sure we're moving lockstep together and I'm not getting ahead of what they're trying to do for me. Look, I'm going to let them bless me, understand? <laughs> so um, right now, that's the that's the, that's the the best way to reach me and reach out to me is um, is through 
through the Facebook. You can inbox me or whatever the case, or you can em- email me, which is DecemberRose at gmail.com for now. All right, perfect. And uh, if it's cool, I will link to that track on YouTube um, in the show notes yeah. as well. Yeah, for yes, sure. Please. So, yeah, so thank you for giving me your time. Appreciate it. Loved it. And welcome to the family. Yes, I'm your choir cousin. That's yes. right. <laughs> We're choir cousins now. That's so right. I'm so excited. And thank you so much. You have been such an awesome presence since the day you friended me on Facebook. <laughs> I was like, who this? And then I was like, okay. <laughs> well, that, was the, that was the first thing I did. Once Ralph sent that track, I let my wife listen to it. We were both like, damn. And um, then I was I went over to Facebook. I was like, I got I to gotta reach out to, to, to this girl because this shit is hot. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, we're going to collaborate because I like the track that you let me hear. Well, yeah, yeah, that'll be in the works sometime, sometime in the future. But let's let's get this book out of yours first, and then uh, and we will we will definitely be doing that. All right, all right. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, all right, take care. All right, bye bye. Oh man, how good was that conversation? Be honest, how good was it? December, thank you so much for uh, for coming on the show, and and super stoked that you are going to be one of the new choir authors. You are one of my favorite new people that I've met. So uh, I'm glad that, um, Raphael, thank you for sending me that link to that YouTube video because it was straight fire. And I think it has led to uh, a nice a nice blossoming relationship here. So I am going to help out with the release of this book because I believe in what she's doing. Uh, so I'm going to help out with some editing. And uh, then the process will get rolling on... Um, on, on publishing it with choir. So the church can go to hell. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be for everyone. Um, I, I mean, books aren't for everyone. You know, you know, there's any book there is, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a crowd that you're writing to your target audience, as we call it. And, uh, this book, honestly, like any books like this that are provocative, that are trying to get you to think they're not for everyone. You have to be you have to have a posture uh, toward wanting to learn, toward wanting to um, to do better, to see better, um, to grow. And sometimes, in order to grow, well, every time in order to grow, we have to be like willing to grow. We have to have a, a mindset and a posture that's um, open to learning new things about ourselves, about the church, about whatever it is. And this book is that. It, this book is the opposite of what a sermon is normally. And it's not a sermon. I don't mean it like that. But like we got into it in the conversation, most people go to to hear a sermon to kind of to kind of justify or confirm what they already believe. Like, go tell me what I already believe, so I can leave and go get lunch and and go watch the the football game in the afternoon. That's basically it. And I know that's a little bit reductionistic, and it's not everyone's experience. But that's all. That's a lot of the experience. And a book like this, um. Is needed and it, it needs to shake some people awake. And, and I'm just glad that someone like December is out there doing her thing and is, and is going to be like, like she said, this, this food on the plate isn't, you don't have to eat it. Go on your way, <laughs> you know, go on your way. But for those who want it, it's there and it's available. And it is, it is an honest book. It's a vulnerable book. It gets into some deeply personal shit. Um, that is not easy to write about, but like I said to her, like that makes the best writing. 
And I think that's why writers generally, like if they're being honest, like are brave people, like, because it is that paradox. Like you can, you can only write good writing, (laughs) write good writing. That's a fucking, not a good sentence, Matt. Uh, (laughs) You can only, you can only uh, be a good writer. I think if you can be honest and vulnerable, even if it's fiction, your character has got to be honest and vulnerable. Like vulnerability is key. So shout out to December. Thank you for coming on the show. And I, and I hope you all listening enjoyed her as much as I enjoyed talking to her. So again, check out those, those links in the show notes before you sign off here and, and go give that a listen, especially that track. Uh, I'm going to go listen to it right now, actually. Um, cause I got to find it. I got to find the actual link and it's fire. It's fire y'all. Um, so yeah, check that out. And thank you again for listening to this show. Tell your friends, share, like, subscribe, all that stuff. And if you could go to Apple Podcasts, even if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review this show. Uh, we have 15 or 16, all five stars, which is fantastic. But I know we can get more because I see the numbers of downloads. And this show is actually getting pretty popular. Uh, I think I had my biggest week last week in terms of downloads. Um, so I know y'all are listening. So just take five seconds and, and give a rate and review if you could. That would be fantastic. And uh, again, if you want to support my work, patreon.com slash Stefano. Appreciate everyone. Extra special shout out to all those who I consider producers. So love y'all. Thanks for listening. See you next time.